Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Today we are again stepping back inside. I am Jared. I'm here with my wife, Jamie. Hello. As usual. Um, <laughs> making another appearance on the show is Cadence. Don't know if we'll hear much from him. Our soon-to-be four-month son. <laughs> Alright, so last week I spoke with Nick. The word that she used um, was misrepresented. The word she used to talk about? Yeah, in, in the question was the, the one-word question, if you could describe Christian in one word. Um, and she wrote misrepresented. Now, where she was coming from is more like like church leaders misrepresented the church or like the the powers in general misrepresent the church, like church leadership. I think whenever I think of misrepresented, I think of how sometimes Christians can misrepresent Jesus. Yeah. Individuals. Yeah. Individual Christians. Like we can misrepresent Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely that's a misrepresentation of the church in itself. Um, because Jesus was very humble, very compassionate, very, um, he was never demanding that people um, follow him, mm-hmm. even though obviously he spoke absolute truth. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like uh, Christians can be demanding and self righteous, and and they can be like apathetic. Jesus was very empathetic, and I feel like a lot of Christians can like have a hard time. <laughs> putting themselves in other people's shoes or thinking about others Mm -hmm. in general. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now they might think of like others, like they might think of the family down the road who needs assistance, which is great. Um, but there's lots of other like systemic and institutional issues going on that it's, it's hard for Christians sometimes to see because we get caught up on individualism a lot. Yeah. One of the things that I thought um, was really sad was her confirmation experience. Yeah. And um, the exercise that she talked about that they did at the beginning about, like, you're on this boat and you may have to throw somebody over. Who are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. And I wondered, like, I, I hate the way that what she took out of it was that it was, a, I think she called it a bigot. Bigot test. Bigot test. Yeah. Um, and I hate that that's what she took out of it, and maybe that's what the leader, whoever, like, allowed it to become. Mm-hmm. But I wondered if it was supposed to be an ethical dilemma, like, on purpose. Okay. Just to, like, um, address how we might view other people and bring up those thoughts in our own mind, like... For us to, like, become aware of the fact that we might have those thoughts of, like, one person's more deserving to live or one person's more deserving to stay on this boat yeah, than another one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whenever you do address your own biases, you can see your need to change those biases. Mm-hmm. But how I don't know if that was the purpose of it, but that's it- the only reason that I could come up with of why that would take place in that... In a confirmation class. Yeah. And obviously, um, 
Nick didn't didn't get that out of that. Yeah, and exercise. if she didn't, yeah, and if she didn't get that out of the class, then there's probably other people from that class and from those class who who would take those classes in general. If they had to go through that same exercise, who would walk away feeling the same way? Yeah, and so I think like that's what I took away from it because I do work with kids, and mm-hmm. in her case, it was teenagers that she was with. But still, like kids need to be guided through like why are we doing this. What is this for? What is the point? What like what does the teachers? What do they want the kids to take away from it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of that's what stood out to me was like how sad that was that that was her experience with confirmation. Um, that there was nothing positive. Yeah, even if it is a. <laughs> do I need to say that again? No, it's fine. Even if it is a um an ethical dilemma you're right it would still need to be made clear that that's what's happening um even if it's after the fact bless you um because walking away from something like that would be horrifying like i know that like if i were to go through something like that during like if i was supposed to go if i were to go through an exercise like that around the age that she went through it because i know what i was struggling with at that time then I know I would have walked away mm-hmm. thinking it was a bigot test. And I would have been like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is ridiculous. And I think that's something that we all need to think about, like, as Christians, is we need to consider whether or not we are enabling bigotry. Mm-hmm. And apparently in that class, is that's what she took away, is that those kids were enabled to pick and choose who deserved to be on the boat. Yeah. Um, their big their bigotry was like allowed. Mm-hmm. Very loud. So I think we need to, as Christians, like it's important for us to call it out. Not, and you know, we still need to do it humbly mm-hmm. and respectfully, mm-hmm. but to not just let it slide. Yeah. You got something to say on that, bud? Like I know I've been, I've heard some churches talk about. Like that they want, they, you know, they want new members. They want people to join their church, Mm -hmm. but they only want certain kind of members. Yeah. (laughs) Those that can afford to give offerings or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like we can all afford to give something, though, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And to that point, even I've heard people use the term even like riffraff, like I don't want riffraff coming to our church. And yeah. that's just, mm-hmm. that's bigotry. Yeah, and that's upsetting. Because, I mean, Jesus would want the riffraff in the church, you know? Yeah. He wouldn't refer to them as riffraff. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. But, I mean, it's the whole metaphor of, like, whatever the, 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 the rose. Yeah, the rose that got passed around or whatever. And the listen, Someone listening to this might not know that metaphor. But when the, the guy gets it back, he's like, who would want this rose? And the dude's like, Jesus would want the rose. It's like... That sort yeah. of thing, like, like Jesus wants those people that Regardless. we're trying, yeah, that we're trying to exclude. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I really wanted to touch on with this episode was in um in her Catholic school experience, she felt like a real power dynamic between her and the teachers, and I mean between teachers and students, there need to, there needs to be like like I like I like an authoritarian um dynamic i guess an authoritative um 
dynamic, but it doesn't need to be like super loud. And like kids need to be like, like whenever you're teaching kids, you need to come down to their level. Like, you know, you need to be there and like, you need to uh, support them and you Mm -hmm. don't need to be like a, like you don't like, you don't need to be holier than thou to them. They're kids, you know? Right. They need to be feel, feel supported. Mm -hmm. They need to feel supported. And, um, to know that like, you're on their side. Mm-hmm. And oh. I think that is one of the big differences, I guess, in the Catholic Church is the hierarchy. Because I know in the Baptist Church, there's more of like a congregational um, power, I guess. Yeah. Not That's not the word I'm looking well, for. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think it's called politics. I, 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 I mean, are you saying politics? Polity. Oh, I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that. Sounds like politics. I mean, it could be. I mean, we have um, councils for everything. We vote on everything. It's more like a like yeah. a democracy than a monarchy. Yeah, congregational polity. Polity. Anyway. Yeah, but to like, but to have that same mentality towards kids. Like right. they like you obviously need to like like whenever I'm in Sunday school with kids, like they know they know to listen to me, they know to do what I say, but I'm never like I guess bossing them around unless they're getting out of line. Mm-hmm. I'm always like gentle and like what other word could I use? I don't know you're like you ask for their. Um, attention instead of like demand it mm-hmm. basically alright guys well um, thank you for listening next week there will be another full length episode after that episode I will probably end up taking a break well full length episode and then a takeaway episode and then I'll probably end up taking a break until uh, January at some point for the holidays so you guys will want to stay tuned for all that. My next guest I'm really looking forward to. So definitely uh, tune in for that one. So until you hear from us again. Or until we hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, as, also, as always, um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Stepping Outside Podcast if you want to keep up with the show. Otherwise, uh, you'll hear from me next week. And a, and a guest. Do you have anything to say, Cadence? This is your chance, buddy. <laughs> we weren't hurting him. He's just... He gets a little panicky sometimes. It's okay. <laughs>